I don't even know where to start. <laughs> the person driving was um, um, Mike Rasso. My name is Michael Rasso, and to my right is our super special guest. Super special? Jen Zayner. Thank you. Jen is from <laughs> the Obscura Darkroom here in New Jersey. Ooh. We're going to be talking about the glorious day. Today, a Kickstarter launches. Yes. Mark Dalzell. You know, Mark, he's been... You know, he came in. Oh, I can't, I'm not going to believe this. Uh, dark room in New Jersey. Really? I was like, everyone, shut up for a second. Listen, exactly. <laughs> this is important. And then, stop gratitude. fighting about seltzer. And then there's Mark Dalzell. <laughs> hey, John Fideli. How you doing? You want to send the kid for Baja Fresh? Really, really quick, some news. Really fast. I just received word that Bite the Wax Godhead reunion. This <laughs> <laughs> just in. Mark. The Bite the Wax Godhead reunion okay. is Friday, October 26th at Rocky Sullivan's and Red Hook. Do you know who they are? No. It's not camera related. I don't know them. There you do. The bassist and the keyboard player are from the Hungry Dutchman. Oh, God. <laughs> and their daughter is? Sunflower Bean. In the band Sunflower Bean. Oh, Julia, I that was her name. Julia Cumming oh. is in Sunflower, Sunflower Bean. Sunflower Bean would have been a good name. That's the name, that's the name of their daughter's band. That's cool. They're pretty big. Band. John knows who they are. They're pretty of big. He band. Does. We talk about them every single episode. Jen, what do you listen to? Uh, rock. Oh, classic rock. A mix of classic rock and also '90s stuff. Like oh. my favorite band is Pixies. Oh. But I grew up nicely with parents who were into Beatles and Beach Boys and you listen Donovan. To I'm named after the Donovan song Jennifer Juniper. Oh. Yeah. Is that your middle name, Juniper? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't that into them. <laughs> they weren't that into them. So if, you know, you folks out there have been following along all these many months, you, of course, know about Bite the Wax Got Hit Christmas song, which we play every year. Christmas time Christmas is time here is and here. now it's gone. it's gone. That's it. Christmas time is here, but when it's gone. That's all I know. That's all you know. So check it out. And also, we're going to talk about it in the future. Yeah. Uh but uh, new Kodak Ektachromas hit. The 100? It is 100. Ektachrome 135 millimeter. Yes. And Super 8. Yes. Yes. Cool. Super, Super 8. Super 8. Wow. <laughs> Super 8. Yep. You're going to shoot it? I am. In Super 8? I am. And I'm going to be scanning it in my new 4K scanner. Oh, that's going to be <laughs> oh, beautiful. Is that, is that oh, happening? so now yes. we can buy Super 8 film and I have to buy scares to do it. We can, whatever they are. You have to get it processed over at Duane's. Duane's. Yes. Oh, that's right here at filmphotographyproject.com, we not only do we carry the film, but we offer like the best price on the planet. Jen, do you get our email newsletter? Um, I believe I do. That's yes. excellent. That's great. That's what I like to hear. That's the correct answer. Do you guys get it? Of course. Yes. That's awesome. I delete it right away, but I get it. <laughs> so in the future, future think. weeks, there's going to be a lot more excitement over uh, the Kodak Ektachrome as our results start coming in. We're going to have a big party? I don't know. Maybe, maybe next show. What show? Uh, 200th show. Oh my god! Oh my god! Exactly. Oh my god! Today is a very exciting day. Now, Jen, you're very subdued, but inside, are you doing like a happy dance? Yeah, I'm doing jumping jacks. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just very excited. You this should is be. my excited face. It's coming through. I've never, <laughs> I personally have never launched a Kickstarter. I've contributed to oh. Kickstarter. For folks who are listening who don't know what Kickstarter is, Mark, what is a Kickstarter? I, I, don't, know, I don't know. It's a thing on the side of your bike that you, you rest it. When you're not using your bike, you put down the Kickstarter. It's like a social media micro-funding platform. No, that's absolutely wrong. It's a thing on the bike. <laughs> a thing on a bike. Kickstarter, you go there and you see someone who's trying to launch something exciting. Somebody's got a good idea, you, th- you throw them a 20. Yeah. And, throw them a th- and, you get, and you get cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So... Yeah. Hopefully. Jen, you're from where in New Jersey? I'm from Union, uh, and I'm looking to open the darkroom in either Newark or Jersey City because it's very important for me to have access to public transportation. Yep. And so I can lure people from Manhattan and then also be part of renovating a a neighborhood. So Obscura Darkroom will be a community darkroom. Yes. 
What was the genesis for this? Did when did this first like appear in your head? Well, earlier this year, I had some time off from my real job, <laughs> uh, and I was thinking about what I wanted to do when I grew up because I didn't want to go back. So, talking it over with a friend. I was asked, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to teach people how to use a darkroom. And then I realized that there were no darkrooms here in Jersey. So I figured I would be the one. That's spectacular. Yes, it is, Michael. That's exactly how I opened my store. Is it? Oh. It was basically exactly it. Like, what would I like to do more than anything? And there are none of them around me. Well, I guess I'm the guy. Well, what got you so interested in the darkroom in the first place that you wanted to share the love? Well, um, when I was in high school, I took my first film photography class, and I just fell in love with the medium. It's just tangible. I mean, mm-hmm. dig- digital has its place, and it's all well and good, sure. but I love the fact that film exists. You can touch it. It's something that will last. Mm-hmm. Unlike the data on my phone, which I Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect example. Yeah. Of why analog rules. Um, and see how important it is to be touched by the bug when you're at a young, impressionable age? Absolutely. Um, that's one of the things that we're looking into, uh, offering classes for teens mm-hmm. and also homeschoolers. So cool. so people can, young kids, like 13 and up, can... Have a field trip to, yeah. the, to the darkroom. That's cool. Absolutely. Well, you talked about doing school outreach kind of stuff too, right? Yeah, about doing. definitely. Um, mm. To get the kids involved, mm. get them get them involved when they're young. Right. How do you feel about having kids around chemicals? Well, that's why for the black and white chemical process, I'm probably going like regular silver gelatin printing. Mm. I'll do 13 and up. But then there are other things that I'm exploring to do with the younger set. Oh, good. You got you know, all sun, the bases covered. Sun here. prints, you know. There's, you do caffeinol. That's hot right now. There you go. Because I think it's just, it's magical, you know, to watch something that, an image that you took, like literally develop in front of your face. I remember the first time that happened. First, my first roll of film that I had to do in my closet. I was in college. And the only dark room I had was in a linen closet, which I had to stand in. The shelves were here. It was perfect, actually, because the shelves were right here from the floor up. But I only had about this much room, you know, about six or seven inches. So it was kind of like short hands. <laughs> this for printing or developing? Developing. Oh. So I put it in the roll and in oh, okay. there and then came out and did all the chemicals yeah. and like rinsed it. And I'm like, okay, moment of truth. And they open it up and they see all the images on the film. And it's like, holy shit, I did it. I know. <laughs> I think exciting. film photographers are really used to working in small spaces. Yeah. Bef- when we moved to New Jersey, before I got my little dark room set up, I was in the uh, linen closet. See? Like in a in a crouch position, doing See? loading the reels. See, See? yeah. In See? my house, before I got my dark bag, it was my uh, my little pantry. It's literally the only spot in the house that doesn't have a window. The butler's pantry? No, the the, the actual pantry pantry, which is right next to the butler's pantry, oh. um, which is a tiny same thing, a tiny room. Yeah. And I'm reaching around in the dark, knocking over boxes of <laughs> you know craft dinner and crackers, trying to find where I put my reel. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I'll have my lab box soon. Yeah. <laughs> Keep holding that <laughs> breath in about five years. So hopefully but, you get your. But the dark room. One. Speaking of the dark room, uh, we're going to have a film loading closet. That's part of the Kickstarter. Uh, you can make level. it like a linen closet, just so people can appreciate. It's feel gonna. At home. It's <laughs> yeah, craft a little bit bigger. Got to start Probably. in the linen closet and graduate <laughs> to the big room. No, but that's part one of the Kickstarter things. I, I have a lot of fun things like uh, name the the film closet. You can name an enlarger. Cool. Uh, let's That's see, you idea. can get on our wall of fame. So there's a lot of fun things. I was going to say, tell us about, like, walk us through the Kickstarter. Okay, so I, it was really important to me to have different rewards uh, for different levels of interest and accessibility to the darkroom. So if you are a local film photographer, there's opportunity to uh reserve at early bird prices uh some classes That's either great. individual or a group class there's also the ability to cuz there's going to be memberships I will be Th- first in line for that <laughs> so there's excellent second and third oh, yeah. <laughs> um well, not so, fight for first position <laughs> it'll be like thunderdome mark always wins so oh 
Oh. That's sad. Oh, I know. That Bummer. you always win, Mark? Oh, we win. What would the parking from? situation be like? <laughs> Ooh, you should sell like uh, private... Oh. Private spots. There you go. Or valet, private valet, Michael, valet. valet parking. Well, <laughs> shuttle it buses. I don't have a location BYO. right now. Michael, but buy any kind of park that has parking attached to it. I I will keep that in mind when I select location. But back to the Kickstarter yes. levels. Yeah. <laughs> but back to back I'm to what here. we're talking about. Um, Tell me about your neighbors. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Continue talking about. Oh, of course, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. So there's going to be membership at a discounted price. There's also going to be membership with the ability to have a solo gallery show. Um, I'm going to have a gallery space for members. But if you get in early enough, you can have your own solo show. For people who are into film photography but aren't local, there's the fun little things like name your own and larger, etc. But there's also merchandise like... Awesome T-shirts. Yes. And you tote bags. That? You designed that your own self? Yeah. A friend of mine did the logo. And then... Very James Bond-like. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm a super spy. So. Okay. Yeah. I want my shirt to have Mike Rasso in the aperture. In the crosshairs. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to get a test to see how it washed. And it washed up well. So the cool. T-shirts don't shrink. Okay. Um, and tote bags and little things like buttons and stickers and magnets. No, and fun like things like that. Sounds like you already had the space picked out. Um, so I have an idea of the size. I'm looking for spaces right now. I have about three or four that I'm looking at. Same area? Newark or Jersey City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking for like old warehouse spaces, yep. preferably if there are artists already in the building, because mm-hmm. then the landlord understands. Yes. <laughs> but, or in Mark's case, doesn't. Yeah, I won't talk about that. We'll talk about that. <laughs> it was a Anyway, back yes. to the dark room and happy things. Uh, <laughs> John always brings the room down. Yeah. I know. Don't bum me out. I'm sorry. Um, My dad went to the dark room once uh, and never came back. <laughs> Go ahead. So uh, there's the gallery space. There's going to be nice seating area if people want to hang out. Uh, Will wait there for be your stuff beverage, to dry. beverages? Uh, probably coffee and water. Oh, Mike. You're B-Y-O. Oh, will you be allowing alcoholic? Oh, absolutely not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. You have to read between yeah. the air, folks. Yeah. <laughs> no, it depends on the space and what's going on, you know. And parking, I am looking for some place that has street parking or a parking lot. Right. So you are. Um, you don't have to walk protected. very far. You're, you don't have Absolutely. to walk far. Looking for a second floor, maybe, so you don't have to walk. And you mentioned Jersey City. What was the other town? Newark. Oh, Newark, right. Yeah. Both accessible by mass transportation. Yes. Yeah. Mm hmm. Newark is closer to me, so... It's closer to me as well. Yeah. I always tell folks, like, to find it, you go to Google and just type Obscure Darkroom Kickstarter, but is there an easier way? Uh, probably not. The Google. The Google. Oh, that's a good way. <laughs> I think that going to Kickstarter and then looking up Obscure Darkroom... What, are you going to link it through the website? Oh, yeah. I'll put a link on the website yeah. and also my Facebook page, which is Obscure Darkroom NJ. Okay, and of course... Or ObscureDarkroom.com. FilmPhotographyProject.com. <laughs> that's my website. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You go to today's show, go to the show notes, and there'll be a link. Oh, perfect. Show notes. Yeah. Thank you. So today, uh, today's the day, John. I was just going to say, when's it happening? Today, today. T- right now. It's our, It's probably already happening. Oh my god! <sighs> so exciting! It is exciting, right? And how long will it be As running we speak, for? The tally is ringing up. Whoa! 30 yeah, days. thirty days. And if you don't mind me asking, <laughs> what's the parking situation? <laughs> <laughs> And what is the uh, what do you how much money you're trying to raise? The goal is ten thousand dollars. Okay, this is going to uh, allow me to buy equipment and supplies like uh, chemistry and other things like that. that I know a guy for chemistry. Yeah, yeah, no, you don't want to know. (laughs) But you, but you're also doing custom ventilation and yeah, yeah, definitely. This is is fancy. So, so there's going to be fans and things so you don't pass out like. 
mm-hmm. you do in your own dark room. Yeah. You don't have to deal with cleanup of chemistry. Right. There's going to be a. I'm going to have a silver silver retrieval system. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So, like, okay. how many stations do you envision in this? Um, I want to offer between six and eight black and white. Several will be up to four four by five. Um, I'm looking at two for color because I want to be able to offer um, RA4 processing. RA4. Jen's looking at me like I know what it is. Oh, it's for color. Oh, yeah, RA4. Yeah, okay. RA4, yeah, yeah. you know, OMG. OMG. LOL. Is RA4. Yeah. Now, tell, tell me about RA4. What, like, what type of process is it? It's just for, for printing color. Um, I am not. Yes. I'm looking into that myself. I've never done it, but right. uh, I've had people wonder if that's something I can offer. And that's definitely something that I want to offer. When back in this, you know, back in the day, mm-hmm. many days, yeah, uh, when I took the color class at William Patterson University. Mm-hmm. Oh, they had color back then. Yes, the enlarger, you color film. In. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but you took your I paper and you put it in the processor. I have my eye, uh, meaning I've, I'm the highest bidder right now for oh. a Nova four slot print processor. That, that's the you that's put paper the, in. You put the paper in the slot right. and then you move it along wow rather than trays i think it's just going to be because it has to be I done i never got to use that i don't know what you, to, of what you speak i think you uh, dropped out by then maybe like you didn't more, take the color class no you know what i didn't i, I don't think i did class. i don't think i did amazing i was a black and white guy now what about folks who come to you and say i want to print my own pictures but i don't know how to take a picture will you be also offering you know uh, beginner's guide to film photography? Yeah, I mean, not not to start, but, um, well, actually, yes, to start, because there is going to be a class, uh, like, eight, with eight sessions on, from how to load your first roll of film into your manual camera to how to, how to select for a project. So, yes, there will be that for both adults and for teens. Right. Um, and then, you know, it's it's basically what, people are asking for i'm starting off with several things but then if there's a demand i definitely want to look into that well you seem to know exactly what's happening where you want to go or i'm very convincing you seem like the right person (laughs) for the job you're going straight to the top jen you seem like the right person for the job excellent thank you and i have a tie-in letter (gasps) this is from don't scream this is from lucia rollo Wow. Do you know Lucia Rolo? I don't know if I know. Is he a prince? Uh, That was correct, apparently. She says, (laughs) yeah, shut that off. I thought I did. Survey says. John, have your attention, or are you still playing with your new iPhone? uh, Giuseppe Macaroni. What's his name? I had no idea. Borgia? There was this vast and wonderful world of analog podcasts until I came across the emulsive list a few weeks ago. All right, so this is a site yeah. called Emulsive, yeah. and they did a list of film photography podcasts yeah. that mm. you should listen to. Yeah. And, of course, we were one of them. Yeah. Thank you. Congratulations. That's great. Thank you. Yes. So I've been binging, and I just found myself listening to episode 191 as that fellow was, was asking about where to take classes. By the way, Lucia is from the uh, Bushwick Community Darkroom. Oh. Yeah. Fantastic. I've been there. And uh, it says someone wrote in asking where to take classes and thinking to myself, oh, they should send them here. And this is in all caps. And then you fucking did. (laughs) (laughs) Shoot him now! Shoot him now! I'm hardcore fangirling over here right now. I can't even. <laughs> I can't even. Yeah. I wish John had read this letter. I can't even. Why is there more? Yeah, it's more. Hmm? Where am I? Second paragraph. Uh, right after. I, right next to. Just, I can't. Mike even. was reading it in like a Kent Brockman voice. I'm a hardcore fan. I'm hardcore fangirling wait, over whoa, here whoa, right whoa. now. I the, can't even. 
What? What's, what kind of accent is that? I don't know. Racist. Time to wake this show up. Right here, right here. John's reason- not racist, but he comes across as it. <laughs> no, it's just, just because I do an impersonation. She's a girl, right? When I do an English English accent, do you call me racist? What if I do a, you know, an urban accent? All of a sudden, I'm a racist. <laughs> it's a new world, John. Bing, blink, hello. Bye, bing. Ah, oh, ah, oh, ah, oh, ah. Oh. Uh, Wah. Whoa! Bum bum bum! Boo boo! Well, you new yeah, ro- and you're ruining it by when you do your Rosie like Perez. You know what? Racist. You know what? This is the last okay. show oh, of season eight, so you could be racist. But next okay. season, who's being racist? Bing bing bing! Boom boom boom! Bing bing bong bong! Bing bing bing! If you want to continue being racist, oh my god! Is this what's this you're person's you got scared? name? John no, scared. John scared her. See a Rolo. <laughs> I recently started listening to the Hour of Slack and find your podcast reminiscent of it. I thoroughly enjoy your show. It doesn't seem like you have guests too often, but I personally think a really fun and interesting show would feature a conversation with myself, Rachel from Gowanus, and your friend Jen, who is working on the Obscure Darkroom. That's In what it case, says. Yeah, yeah, it actually says that. I would oh certainly God. love to chat. Best, Lucia. That's fantastic. That's weird. I've She's been to like Gowanus as well. I've actually oh. used their facilities a couple of times. It's a great space. Where is Gowanus? In Gowanus, in Brooklyn. Okay. It's right opposite the uh, Bell House okay. bar and venue. Is there a Gowanus Parkway? The, the Gowanus Canal. There's the Gowanus Canal. Okay. Unfortunately, it's in Brooklyn, so I'll never, ever see it. No, it's a wonderful space, but it's just, you know, to drive from Jersey, it's... Brooklyn, yeah. it's Kind a of a pain in the butt, but it's. I'm it's, sure it's well worth it. But you know. uh, these have been very inspirational spaces to me formulating what I want to do. Great, I and think it's amazing. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm so happy that I'm being welcomed into the dark Absolutely. room, East Coast dark room community. I have the to, dark room light. You're welcome. To the dark room light. It, it is like you know it would be horrible if like the other community dark rooms were like ah another one. Yeah, I've been in contact. with <laughs> Yeah, the she waters down her D76. <laughs> the Halide Project yes. in Philly. Uh, they're going to be opening a space soon, a dark room space. There's Project Basho down in Philly. Mm. So there's yeah. It's uh, I've been in you know. Looking into ones out west, mm. there was uh, Portland Darkroom. Are oh, people happy to yeah. talk to you? Or do you talk to them? Do you pick their brains at all? Or? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm more in contact with the Halide Project folks, uh, but everyone's super cool. That's uh, awesome. You know, it's, it's really about a community spirit and promoting film. And you're with another group that we don't talk about much, which is the Film Shooters Collective. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. What they, is that? Uh, the Film Shooters Collective is a group of people from all over, all over the globe, and uh, you know we have an Instagram account, we have a website, oh. we do uh, curated photo streams. You've got to get involved in that. I, I am. I did um, I an Instagram takeover. I've been involved in some of their curated, like actual physical shows. Really? Yeah. Cool. What what spaces do they use for their shows? Everything from established galleries to like smaller coffee houses. Really? So it's really uh, set up by hmm. who is whoever's running whoever's the show. running it and what spaces are available. But I was uh, last year in a show in Tennessee, so I went down there and uh, that was in a coffee place, and it was great. Because it was huge. There are so many of us. I cool. got to meet people. Wow. Jenny, are you on Instagram? I am. How do I find you? Jen Zayner Photography. So you know, I how to spell Zayner. I got it. Oh. Zahayner. Zah. It's spelled how it sounds if you're German. Oh, well, of course. That's racist. Mm, that's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You wouldn't understand because you're Italian. <laughs> There I am. Oh, it tried to auto-correct your name. To Zagnut? No. <laughs> Jennifer Zayner, photography. I'm on Instagram Whoa. now. Oh, well, you hold that thought, Mark Dalzell. I'm already, I already follow you. Oh, yay. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I know I follow you Film guys. Film photography, so, yeah. yeah. That's me. <laughs> you guys. Thank you for the follow. Oh, it's awesome. So, folks listening, this is, there's this thing. Called Instagram. What's it called again? Instagram. Oh. 
And I'm Ma- losing followers. How's that Mark possible? D just joined. Do you follow Mark Dalzell? I just started. And I was so thrilled to see Mark on Instagram because he really gets it. Like, like you're cura- he's curating his work. Mm-hmm. He's not just throwing like, you know. Who, Mark? Yeah. Pictures of my lunch. Yep. Well, what do you mean curate? Mark, uh, Mark Dalzell on Flickr does not curate. He just puts everything. He just dumps up. everything. So on Instagram, you like, what's your? Motif? I'm putting up film only pictures that I'm proud of. I'm very okay. proud of, regardless of how many likes they got on Flickr or Explore or any of that. Just like stuff that okay. I'm personally proud of. Okay. And so far, you have two photos. That's great. Yeah, I put I put all of it up. I put I put my <laughs> four thousand <yeah>. photos. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so far. I mean, I've only that been on for like five. Your mommy told you were great. Well, I guess I've been on for like two weeks. But hmm. Jen, were you ever on Flickr? No. No. Is, is Instagram the new Flickr? No, it's different. Uh-huh. I mean, it's, it's a different platform, just like Flickr is not Tumblr. Well, Instagram have, is not Tumblr. It's just they're, they're very different. I don't even know I have what Facebook, Tumblr is. Flickr, and now Instagram, and I use the three of them a lot, but I use them for three completely different things, and none of the three are connected to each other. So if you're... Hmm. If you're connected with me on one of those three platforms, you won't see the other things. There's that no redundancy. Yeah, because the three sides of Mark Dalzell. Exactly. Absolutely. John, you're on Flickr only. I don't know what that is. Okay. Flickr. No, I'm Flickr only. Because uh, I'm lazy. He just got an iPhone last night. <sighs> John's having I- iPhone trouble. By the way, you can write to John, P.O. Box <laughs> 264, Fairlawn, New Jersey, send, 07410. Send candy. Oh, yeah. We, Print out your Instagrams and mail them to them. Yes. Yeah, we could use some stuff here. So, Did you bring a camera to review, Mark? I did. I also brought a bag of uh, chips, international chocolate. If no, you come like. on. Stop it. No, I'm not even joking. Let's see. Where'd you get that? Some of it is Polish. Where'd you get it? Oh. I got it. Mr. Tom. Mr. Tom. Uncle Tom would be racist. Uncle, uh-huh. <laughs> Here's a three-bit. I got a, I got a Piero. You got an eight-bit? three-bit. Some dark... Dark chocolate Kit Kats, which are pretty Ooh, good. Mr. Yeah, go for that. Seventy percent dark. And then uh, these, that's racist. Uh, <laughs> Tonics. Is this the Polish ones? Oh no, these are made in Glasgow. Do you have a dark Kit Kat? Where'd you get this? John's got the dark Kit Kat. He one. won't eat all of those. Where'd you get it? No, 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 don't give it to him. <laughs> John, give some of those to Mike. Would you like? I just want one little slice. Sure. I have a question for Jen. Let's see if we can name that camera. Shoot. We can give clues. I'm talking to Jen. Twenty questions. Who? <laughs> what happens if, like, this Kickstarter? You know, if um, like, have you thought about? <clears throat> what if it's more successful than you think? What are you I gonna, know, right? What are you going to do? What are you going like to do? Oh my gosh. Oh, really? um, that, have you thought about that? You have, must have dreams. You like, go for 10000 and you get 400000 oh, Whoa. Wow. Well, wow. then I'll probably have a couple more in larger stations. <laughs> <laughs> and she's gonna a start better doing sofa. Th- she's going to get some 3D enlargers. <laughs> right. What? I'm going to open this. Well, I think that your goal is uh, realistic. I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think there's a definite need. So... For sure. Folks out there listening, even if you don't live in New Jersey, I mean, don't be selfish. <laughs> Help make the dream come true. Well, so far, the listeners have been very gracious towards me. I've, when I was last mentioned on the 4th of July show. Um, oh, that was some show. Yeah. At, for me, it was. Ooh, yeah. um, the, everyone went to ObscuraDarkroom.com. Uh, I got a lot of comments and feedback. And I also got a lot of donations, which is lovely. Some really good stuff came I've, my way. I've been sending people your way. Thank you so much. Uh, people email us. Uh, as you probably know, we accept camera donations for our school donation mm-hmm. program. But some people say, hey, I have trays. I have an enlarger. I have you know, this. I have that. that and we, we don't deal with that stuff. And I thought, well, send them to Jen. Yeah, absolutely, and I want to thank everyone for taking the time and the effort to do that and to urge people to continue to contact me because there's so many little bits and pieces that mm-hmm. are needed for a dark room. We ha- we ha- this is a great cause, folks listening. Uh, please consider uh, going to Obscura, O-B-S-C-U-R-A, ObscuraDarkRoom.com and following the link to the Kickstarter. 
and kicking in. And I think, as you mentioned, Jen, there's going to be a lot of fun stuff. There's a lot of fun stuff there, meaning if you can't make it down to the dark room, you could kick in and get a T-shirt. T-shirt, tote bag, magnets, buttons, stickers. Get some merch. A print. Yeah. I'm offering one of five of my prints. Right. Um, and, you know, fun things like, as I said, name your enlar- name an enlarger, you know, name a film oh, closet. Oh, I like that. Family I don't like you friend- can have like Family a- friendly. <laughs> Have the Mike Rasso film enlarging Memorial. station. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Mike I'm Rasso gonna get film little closets. Not that the it'll Rasso be enlarger. In, in Memorial. Stop calling them like but... station one, two, and three. You can say you go to the Dalzell station. You can go to the Rasso station. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Well, buy three of them and then you can name them after us. You go okay. to enlarger Mick and larger face. That's right. Oh. It's a great cause, folks. Let's all. Let's shut down the website. Let's all rushing happen. there. It's crash Kickstarter. What? Let's all rush. I won't mention the word crash. Let's all rush <laughs> to the Obscura Darkroom Kickstarter and let's show our love. Yep. Uh, this is a wonderful thing, and I think we're going to see more and more communities get on. You know, it's this whole film photography thing, Jen, I think you maybe know this. It's really it's catching on. It's really becoming a thing it is it's really great to see i think people i think there's a i was thinking about this in preparation for the show yes and i i think that it's two different kind of groups it's people who used to do it still kind of do it but want to do more but just either don't have the patience or the time to set up their own equipment and deal with the chemicals Mm -hmm. so they want to do it but they just need a space and then there's also the younger set who are get as younger people are want to do getting back into older technology Mm -hmm. so i I would love to be in service of both those yeah, it'd be great, you know, night out, away from the kids. Like, I'm just going to go to the dark yeah. one. I'm going to go develop a couple rolls of film, maybe make a couple of prints. Right. Many people find it difficult to find the space, both the physical space and the mental space yeah. in their homes. Right. Yeah, it's so, nice to get out of your house. Absolutely. To do something like that. So I, I find it very meditative, uh, personally, because... I, t- I tend to be like scattered. I have ADD, uh, so I find that because it's timed, mm. there's a process. It it forces my mind to kind of just slow down and be in the moment. So it, it's really beneficial. And as as we were saying, yes, people who have the space at home don't have the mental space mm-hmm. because you know people you know people. No. It's just nice to get out. Right. Right. <laughs> It's, and it's okay. John just really wants to get out of his house. <laughs> it's if anybody's doing anything later tonight, he's looking me. for something to do. And it's okay me, to find some find your own space. I think yeah, it's very uh, mentally. Uh, it's important Absolutely. for your mental health. Yeah. Absolutely. To you know, people who have significant others or families, you know, yeah. don't forget your own time. Yeah. Lock yourself away somewhere because, like, when I scan, it's like I'll set up the scanner. I'll put it on there, and I'll run upstairs and do stuff, and then an hour later, I'll come back to finish you know, the second strips. Yeah. It's nice to be in a place where you don't have to rush, and you don't have like five other things on your mind or five other tasks to do. Yeah, I'm personally excited yeah. of having this space, because mm. my little dark room at home is I don't have access to water. Mm. I have to... You know, carry it, it in from, from the, the well. bathroom, yeah, down down the hill. Wait for it to <laughs> rain. <laughs> and you know, the it's just very tight space, oh. and I can't print larger than eight by ten. Although my enlarger can do mm-hmm. it, I just physically can't because I knock into the closet yeah. door. You know, it's just. It'll be great. It's a place to just go and yeah, decompress and do your thing. There's nothing else going on but that. That's the photographer's what clubhouse. About. And, Jen, thank you very much. Uh, when Jen came to FPPHQ here in Fairlawn, she, brought, she brought two uh, um, prints. prints that are not only just prints, they're uh, framed prints. They're matted and framed. That was very thoughtful of you. Beautiful. Oh, well, I wanted to express my gratitude oh. for having me on the show and to give a little example of what the possibilities are. And the first print 
what is the subject matter of the larger print? The larger print was taken at an abandoned psychiatric facility on Long Island, and um, it's just I, I have an affinity to for abandoned places. The second I thought you were going to say asylums. Asi- and asylums. And then the second one is the abandoned trains down in Lambertville. Lambertville. That's a beautiful town. It's very nice. I didn't know they had abandoned trains. Is that Jersey, Lambertville? Yeah, yeah oh. it's on the Jersey side. Oh. It's on the, the uh, border of New Hope, PA? New Hope. New Hope, New Hope yeah. Pennsylvania. Oh. So, well, thank I haven't you. been there in a while, so I don't know exactly. Well, thank you very much. Like. And uh, this is your first time here, so you don't have the, that picture in your mind that these guys have of how cluttered this place used to be. It's, we have some available oh wall space now. It's beautiful. So we're going to be... You've got to get some anchors for that uh, pole over there and hang up these pictures. You know, where did I get those? Home Depots. Okay. John used to have to sit on my lap to record because there was so little space in here. <laughs> I miss those days. <laughs> well, I'm honored that I'll make it to your wall. Well, thank you, Jen. We're going to be uh, reading a few letters and we're going to do a camera review. But we'll take one quick break. Okay. This Halloween, capture your ghosts and goblins on genuine Kodak film from Thrifty. Whether it's print, slide, or movie film, Kodak is the choice of professionals. Thrifty carries a full line of Kodak film, including C12624 exposure, C110 and C135 24 exposure in regular and high-speed print film, KR135 36 exposure slide film, and Super 8 movie film. Remember, the sharper you want your memories, the more you need Kodak Film and Thrifty. Hey, we're back. Uh, this is from Mike Kukavika. Uh, and Mike is telling us about yet another public darkroom space. You already have competition. The What's studio that? is called the Photographer's Studio, and their website is tps-atlanta.com. Where is it? That's funny. That was the question I would ask. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. I'm surprised I didn't ask you, where is it? It's a great place. They have a full studio available. And lucky for me, the darkroom is available 24-7. What? Wow. Uh, you wow. know what? I didn't what even think that? of it. asking you, Jen. What will your darkroom hours be? Um, they will not be 24-7. 25-7. 25-8. I'm looking at between uh, 10 a.m. to... Probably nine. I want to be able to have people come after work and have a meaningful time in the space. Mm-hmm. And then on the weekends, a little bit later. Do people come in in the morning? Will you get people at the, 11 a.m.? That's when I'm looking at uh, having the homeschool classes. Oh, yeah, okay. And then, you know, people can come in afterwards. And then also people who are home during the week, retail mm-hmm. workers, people who... Our house people, you know, stay-at-home people can take classes or also rent out. Just if you know what you're doing and you know what you want to do, you can also rent out the space. Yeah. They're going to be people. They're going to come in. They're going to be like, nope, nope, nope. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, that's how I am (laughs) when I went to Guana. So there's there's room for that, too. And that's great. Thank you, Jen. And thank you, Mike Kukavika, for the Atlanta news, tps-atlanta.com. Rock on Newark, rock on And uh, Mike says uh, uh, he's not on social media, but he has his own website, kukavika.com. K-U-K-A-V-I-C-A. Kukavika.com. You should call it La Kukavica. La Kukavada? I don't think he'd like that. <sighs> like La Cucaracha. I understand. Well, that's great. I wish them a lot of success. I don't yeah. That's exciting. It is. Uh, this is from Ben Mills. Ben. 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 <laughs> My name is Ben. Ben Mills what? Hey, why don't you read this one? He's from the, U- he's from the UK, John. Oh, jeez. Okay, oh, you want me to be racist with the UK accent? No, you can't be racist with British people. <laughs> <clears throat> Should I do it in a Phil Collins South Park voice? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> hey, Michael. My name is Ben. I'm from the UK and have just decided uk. to set up a free-to-use resource for film photographers across the globe. Oh. Look at that. <clears throat> the idea is to keep photographers shooting film by allowing them to trade film stock they don't want for film stock they do. They do. And in the process, make friends with other photographers around the world. It's a simple Google form, and I'm hoping to get some coverage 
to spread the word from the powerhouses of the community, community. such as yourself, such as yourself. <laughs> Sunny 16 Podcast, EM from Emulsive and Neil Piper, Neil Piper. Neil Piper. Happy Face. I do hope you'll take a look, see what you think, feedback, and hopefully get involved. Will ya? Will ya? Will ya? Will ya? Oh, hold on. It's all work in progress as we ramp up and gather more interest, but I hope it becomes a useful tool for the community to try and source what they need. HTTP colon backslash backslash B-I-T dot L-Y backslash film stock swap. Many thanks, Ben. Thank you, John. Wow. No, thank you. I think it was my best work really yet. makes you think. I would like to uh, send a, uh, a uh, great thanks to our good friend, uh, Doug Golopsky. Doug is a, well, Doug is one of my favorite Favorite photographers. I thought I was your favorite. Hey, man. And We're right here. Doug uh, sent a $50 donation to the FPP. Oh, wonderful. He's better than we are. Yeah, that's totally. Pretty, yeah. I bought you a bagel today. John did buy me a bagel. But, Doug, thank you for helping. You know, you're helping us keep it real here. Mm-hmm. You know, keep uh, everything going. It's greatly appreciated. For folks listening, there is a donate button on the FPP website, filmphotographyproject.com. Mm-hmm. And, um, if you're not using some stuff, Throw you it send our it way. our way. Yeah. If you have darkroom equipment, we will send it to the Obscura darkroom. Well, we won't, but I'll hook you up with Jen, and Jen will you know, see yeah. that through. We'll, we'll get it to her. And as we start getting files from people of like the different darkrooms, mm-hmm. because some people may be in a different part of the country yeah. uh-huh. and not be able to afford That's to ship across the whole great United <clears throat> States. Got to get an app. An app's going to help with shipping? Is that a Q-tip in your hand? Yes. (laughs) No, you get an app where uh, your local darkroom is. (laughs) Darkroom So if you're traveling across the country and you have a bunch of film, you're like, oh, I want to develop some film. I'm in Arizona. Sorry, I wasn't listening. What? Okay. (laughs) Thank you, John. (laughs) (laughs) So send your film to FilmSwap and help Ben out. And now we're turning the floor over to Mr. Mark Dalzell. Oh, hey. Time's up. All right. Take care. <laughs> See you next week. Talk about a camera. I feel like you're, just, you're saying it's been a long time since we recorded anything. I feel like it's been a long time since I talked about a camera. I brought a real big boy today. Oh, my goodness. I think I've been slowly working my way through the, um, the Nikon F series. We talked about the F, the F2, the F3, which John finally has gotten mm, into. Which uh, gave me the FU. Yeah. You're busted. The F. John's got the FU, the F up, the F duh. Look how, sh- look how well that thing works. What's so great about this camera? This is the F4. Ooh. So this is uh, the last of the V8 interceptors. This was. This was. Um, this is that was a basically- car reference? Yeah, it's a Mad Max reference, man. Oh, okay. It's Mad Max. This was introduced in 1988. Well, it was supposed to have replaced the F3, although it actually went out of production before the F3 even did, because the F3 was such an iconic camera. that The F3 they were making up until 2001. This was in production from 88 to 96 or so, 96, mm. 97. This was kind of a revolutionary camera for Nikon. This is another in the, in the series of the uh, uh, Giorgetto Gajaro cameras, the red stripe, you know, Ital design, fancy Italian design, Nikon SLRs. He also designed... The DeLorean and the and some Volkswagens and all kinds of things, teapots really? and whatever. Yeah, it's the same guy. He designed all kinds of stuff. Oh, so if you see any of those Nikon's that have the red stripe, that was that that was that company. That's that guy. That stuff. This was the. Uh, the that's the, wait a minute. That's what? bulky. Does that have like it's a, super bulky? Does it have a? We, film I know you haven't gotten to the bad wait, stuff I just, yet. I'm just asking. We haven't gotten it, to no, the bad no. stuff yet. Is it like a film advance thing, or that's the whole camera? And uh, that yelling in the background is my mother. Is that an attachment, I'm asking? Shut X-kin. up for a second. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's an attachment, but it, this is the way it came. Oh, okay. This is the way it came. I think that was a simple question. All right. Well, I was going to get to it. That's, that's, that's paragraph three. Oh. Shut up, you moron. Try this one. Tonic. What does it say? Wait, I'm going to say it. On the, on the Caramel air. biscuit. Tonic's 
real milk chocolate caramel wafer biscuits. No, well, not. Yeah, it's next. That's okay, for two weeks. two weeks. What about this Ross Perot? What's that? Open the, <laughs> open the Inspector Perot. <laughs> Wait, I'm talking about a camera. Go ahead. Get to your camera. Uh, this was the first professional, mm-hmm. take that as you will, autofocus camera. Oh. Technically, I think the Minolta 7000 in like 80... 485 was the first autofocus. This is the first professional autofocus camera. This was the first camera that had matrix metering, which is pretty cool. And this was the first camera that had a built-in motor drive. It was available in three flavors, two, two of the most common flavors. Mm. Regular F4, which was the European sort of Japanese standard model, which had the normal battery on it. So it looked like a normal camera. Mm-hmm. It didn't weigh... 300 pounds like this one does. Uh, this was the US spec one, which is the F4S, which has the extended battery life package on it. Oh, oh. So this actually takes six AA batteries. This whole thing can come off, and you can stick on the smaller grip for it if you want to make it into a smaller one. Mm-hmm. But mine came with the F4S battery pack on it, and I'm forced to live with it. The only thing it gives you is a slightly faster uh, shutter speed on your continuous shooting, mm-hmm. which I don't use. And uh, extends your battery life, so I don't. I extends it to twenty years instead of ten years. Like I don't even know how long I would be able to shoot with oh. with six double A's in there, but it'll run forever. Uh, you can also get the F4E, which has an even bigger battery pack on it. Two hands. It's heavy. Oh my god! The F4E, which has an even bigger battery pack, and that'll also support the uh, two hundred and fifty shot. Large form, large magazine back for it as well. So you can what you can put a 250 <laughs> shot roll of film in God. it. How many? 250. It just basically takes a hundred foot roll of film. How long will it take you to shoot 250 shots, Mark? At 5.7 frames per second. <laughs> Not there'll be a minute or so. If you're shooting like a a sporting event, I could see well, that. Oh, I, I see. I understand. And you're John. Step away from the Nikon. Sexy, eh? It's very interesting. If you have, if you're an eyeglass wearer, it has a gigantic clear screen. Does it? Everything oh. you could possibly want is in yeah. inside that little viewfinder you're D- looking in. Does it shoot color film? <laughs> <laughs> no, it only shoots black and white film. That's fast. Yeah, shoots color and or black and white. Is there film in it? Is there film in it? Yes, there's film in it. I like to see it. What uh, ISO do you have in here? Uh, look on the back. Oh, that's 800. That's Kodak generic 800. Oh, get out of town. But that's a really slow lens. Autofocus? Auto. It is autofocus. Did you hear what he's saying? No. It's one of the first professional. It is the first professional autofocus camera. Oh, my God. And it has, it's autofocus tracking, so as you move, as you move around, it'll, it'll keep focusing on things. Or there is a focus lock on the front that you can lock it. it. No, that's what it does. What kind of 800 do you have in here? Kodak. Black canister, generic 800. Oh. It's like the film that they put into disposable cameras. Okay. I bought a ton of it. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. This, and this was the last... So the, the camera after this was the F5. And the F5 got into the modern menus. Hmm. And, you know, thumb-wheel-driven menus. So on an F5, if you want to get in there and, you know turn things on and off or switch things or lock things or whatever. You have to take the camera away from your eye. You have to go into a menu. You do something. This is the last of their cameras where every single thing the camera can do has its own button on it somewhere. Yeah. You know, up on the top, you've got different metering sections, different metering selections, different yeah, speeds. A different lot of buttons whatever. and stuff on there. Yeah, which, which I really like. When you first look at it, it looks a little kind of daunting just because there's so many buttons on it. But once you shoot with it for, you know, a, a couple of rolls, you realize, oh, it's nice because I can just... Quick, I can do an auto-exposure lock. I can do an mm-hmm. auto-focus lock, um, all using you know, just your fingers. So you don't have to take the camera away from your eye. You don't have to like, lean down, put your bifocals on, go through a mm. menu to turn things on and off. Um, that's interesting. So that's that. Um, oh, really cool thing about this, if you're a Nikon shooter, I didn't know this. This camera is backwards compatible with every Nikon lens ever made back to the 50s. Really? So it'll, it'll do the AI lenses, it'll do the non-AI lenses, it'll do like the totally manual 50s stuff, it'll shoot autofocus lenses, the modern autofocus lenses, it will even shoot the, the G lenses, which the gilded lenses they call them, those, you know, that crappy little cousin offshoot of Nikon lenses. Mm. There, there are some 
there are some asterisks and footnotes to shooting a couple of those things. You have to, you do have to actually go in and tell the camera, like, okay, I'm shooting a completely dumb lens, or I'm shooting this thing. But wow. technically, every lens, every Nikon lens ever made, will fit on this body. That's so you can impressive. shoot anything, which is really cool. So actually, when I first got this camera, I've never shot an autofocus camera before. So mm-hmm. when I got it, it had this. 35 to 70, and immediately I took that off and I put a really nice, you know, my, one of my really nice uh, manual focus lenses on it, and I then shot eight, six or eight rolls through it, and I loved it. Mm. And then when I was about to put it back on the shelf, when I took my lens off, I realized, oh, wait, it's got autofocus contacts, and that's when it occurred to me, oh, wait, this is an autofocus camera. So I put the mm-hmm. autofocus lens back on, and now I've been trying it with the autofocus. And how do you like that? How do you like that? It's not function? for me. Not I, don't, for I don't care about autofocus. No. I'd rather have a much better lens on there than yeah. this plasticky. But having, I've never used a zoom lens like this. I've but it is nice in a clutch, nice. you know. Yeah, when those, it's when those happy moments happen with kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Get in there real quick without having to worry about it. So, but where where did you find this here camera? This was actually a donation. It came in. Oh. It wasn't really working quite right, so I took it back so to my workshop. So you banged it a couple of times. I banged it on the floor. Great. Put some new batteries. Did a little bit of scrub a dubba on the contacts, and it came back to life. Let's talk about you just digging into cameras. You have no fear of doing that. Where do you get no. the knowledge and uh, like the wherewithal to go in there and just dig in and figure things out in cameras? I yeah, I I don't know. It's yeah. just you know yeah. it's just screws. I just yesterday I just took apart your one point two your your Canon one point two and put it back together. Just this morning actually we had a bunch of donation um, old Minolta SRTs and we had one that had a broken mirror and we had one that had a broken viewfinder so I took them both apart and mixed them up and made one one good, one one. good working camera out of it so. Just undo screws, lay it out, take pictures as you go. Mm-hmm. Nothing should force. Do if you, you have, have to force something, you're probably not doing it right. Do you ever get extra parts and the camera still works regardless? I often end up with spare screws here and there. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, not too often. But anyway, the Nikon F4. Oh, that thing. So uh, what do we, I'll, do, I'll do some specs. I thought you were done. Sorry. It weighs, uh, weighs four pounds with, with the American battery pack on it, the MB21 battery pack. Shutter speeds of 32 seconds, Whoa. all the way down to 1 8800th of a second. Wow, that's... 1 8800th of a second, which is ridiculous. Can you, can, you show me, can you show me with your fingers what that would sound like? You ready? Yeah. Okay, you want to hear it again? Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, plus, bulb and time mode, which time mode on a modern SLR is kind of unusual. So you can do... Without having to use a special cable release or something like yeah. a lot of cameras, you can do it. This you can do time, time mode, lapse. and you can do star trails, or you can do yeah, you know you can do awesome. weird stuff, which is really cool. Uh, it has DX code reading. Uh, it'll read every, everything from ISO six to sixty four hundred, which is nice. Um, it's got built in multi exposure. It's got well mirror lockup, which everything has. Flash sync at a sixtieth to a two hundred fiftieth, which is a good a good range. Normally cameras only have one, so this mm. is, this this has a, a few shutter speeds. Um, you can set it to uh, shutter priority, aperture priority. It's got program. It's got high-speed program mode or full manual mode. Uh, it's just got too many things to even, to even get into. It's too special. It's great. I mean, it does everything. Okay, now the bad stuff. It weighs a ton. Four pounds. Uh, it is com- ton, completely, completely battery-dependent. The Literally... The only thing that this camera can do mm. without a battery in it is manually, you can rewind the film. Yeah, but it's double A's, so that's like an easy fix. I know. And cheap. And the other problem I had with this, I, just, I took this to England with me a couple weeks ago and shot a bunch of film in it. And the problem I kept having... Hello. Where'd he go? Who? This is relevant. Who? There's nobody ever here. Justin. It's just us three. I just thought... <laughs> Oh, there he comes, like a hey, ghost. Guys, come on, guys. What are you doing? I'm just doing stuff. It's just thinking. Okay. Laundry. Thank you, Mark. Come down no, I'm not go. done. I'm just, oh. I was in the middle of a sentence. I wanted, to, I, I wanted you to be here. Ask a question and gets up and walks away. So I, uh, I just took this to England with me, and I took a few roll, I, I shot a few rolls with it. But the problem I, I did have with it, though, is that it's got the auto-loading, and I was having trouble getting it to load and advance hand-rolled rolls of film. Oh. No! No! <laughs> yeah, hand roll the films, which is kind of a problem. So, oh, explain. Well, so what this does is when you you put a roll in, yes, you you lay the tab over, you close the back, you yes. hit the trigger, and it automatically shoot ahead four shots, like okay. like they do. Yes, I tried like what was I shooting? 
Svima. Oh, the the the, um, the Lindbergh. Like I had a couple that were hand rolled films, and it was just like, but it doesn't make any wheels. sense. I know. I think it's something to do with the tab. I don't know what it is. Do you think it has to do with the this tab? thing? Maybe. But I cut them now. I know they're factory they cut. Look I don't know what it is. Can you just cut do it them by hand? But I put like f- I put like yeah. five rolls of portrait through, and it was fine. And then okay. when I would get to the, uh, like a hand rolled roll, it kind of would stutter. Uh, it know? wouldn't accept any uh, hand roll roll. Not not any any, but it, uh, but when it, when it went bad. That's very strange. Mm. What just happened? Uh, when it went bad, um, it was a hand-rolled roll. So I have to do some more research on that. It, and, you know, keep in mind, mine is also kind of a battle-worn mm-hmm. 25-year-old oh, camera. So it might, might be a little funny. It's yeah. quirky. So what happens is there's a little light on the top here. Your little rewind light just starts flashing red, and the camera just won't do anything oh. until you pop the back open and close it again. So I did get a couple of light leaks on my roll once or twice. I was in Bath, England, walking around the middle of town. Oh. There's nothing I could do, so I just quick popped it open and reset it mm-hmm. to kind of get, you know, get the engine started again. But other than that, it's great. It's huge. It's heavy. It's totally automatic. It's black plastic. It's not my kind of thing, but it was fun to shoot with, and it's nice to just have every single conceivable feature that you could want on a camera in your hands. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Jen, there's no right or wrong answer, but Canon or Nikon? Pentax. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. Unexpected. This was not rehearsed. Not rehearsed. That's great. What do you use? Um, Well, I actually use a Bronica. Yes. Because I I really like medium format. Yes. Um, But my heart belongs with a Pentax K1000. It's like a chewy caramel kick. It's great. Yeah, we see a lot of those, right? We're going to talk about that. Uh, Jen brought a camera, and it is a Lubitel 2. Am I correct? Yes. We have... Uh, discussed the Lubitel 2 before on, on uh, you know, quite a few shows ago. I will tell you, um, it didn't get a great review. That's I why know. I'm looking forward <laughs> to your review. Tell us, hmm. tell us about your Lubitel 2 and what's great about it. Okay, so first of all, it's Red October, which is the month that we celebrate commie cameras. So uh, that's... One great thing. It's really made for for, for the people. I mean, it's, it's That's what egalitarian, all are, are made for. and I love that, just like I love Holgas and things mm. like that. I have an affinity towards crappy cameras. Okay. Me too. So I, I really enjoy them for learning about the film and learning about the camera, and you have ultimate control, mm. where with that one, you have all the bells and whistles. This doesn't have many, and there's a charm in that to me. Mm-hmm. This particular one, I I searched for this one in particular because it has a Cyrillic writing It on certainly it. does. And Lubitel means amateur in Russian. I did, so, I did not know that. But it doesn't have the negative connotations mm-hmm. that amateur has in English, really. It's, it's more as a – so that you can distinguish between professional cameras <laughs> and things that are made for the people. It's, it's really basic. Uh, they, they were originally made by GOMS, and, now it, and then it turned to LOMO. And then they started in the 30s, and it was sort of a Voigtlander ripoff. And then this particular model started in the 50s through the 70s. They originally did not, like the serial numbers, I don't know exactly what year it's from, because the serial numbers didn't correspond to a year until later. Oh. So for later models of the Lubitel 2, you can tell what year because the first two numbers are, year? are the year. Oh. But this one starts with 02, so I don't think this is 1902 because they didn't make them. Uh, right. Bakelite has a really surprisingly bright waist level finder and then a little sports finder. Little, well, yeah. It's a little tiny one. Yeah, and then you have a little loop, magnifying yes. loop, so you can. Also a tiny one. Also very tiny. But that's all you need. Yeah. Mike has left the room. Continue. No, don't talk. Oh, don't talk? Don't. I think he's running to get his. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. What? <laughs> Look at that. That's a newer Twins. one. Twins. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. a Lubitel. Oh, you have the Lomo. With a spaghetti western font uh, typeface. 166. I had it in my film camera closet, a Lubitel 166. I haven't shot with that in about eight years. Wow, you should shoot it. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Now, hey, Mike, you shot with us yet? I have, I have, and the f- pictures I uh, get from the Lubatel 166 are kind of dreamy and kind of, kind of. Yeah, cool. I mean, it's soft compared yeah. to what's mm-hmm. going on now, but that's part of if, if that's what you're into, that's part of the charm and. You can't compare the look of what you're getting from your Lubatel to what you're getting from your medium format Bronica. Correct. Different. My Rolly Flex. Different, like, feel, different feel to it. uh, Different mood, I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, it's not quite like a Holga where you have the vignetting and things. Mm -hmm. It's. But it is a bit dreamier, absolutely. Yep. If you go to. You can see. both the Lubatel and the Bronica shots on my Instagram to kind of compare. Yes. What's going on? And it does shoot color. <laughs> yeah. It does shoot no, color. No, no, no. kidding. You got a color one. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. If someone's thinking of buying a Lubatel too, tell us about the positive points. Any negative points to it? Uh, negative points. What? What? What were you laughing at, Let's Mark? see. Tell it's, me about I mean, the positives. Cra- Any negatives? <laughs> it's a it's a crappy camera. So if you're expecting okay. something that is going to be like super sharp, okay, you're not going to get that. But that's not what it is. Right. Uh, it, it's still taking me. I've had it mm-hmm. since last year, and I'm still kind of getting used to it. It's a bit clunky to set the aperture. They, they get out of the lenses get out of alignment. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's it is what it is, and it's really cool. If you're into crap it's low cameras, end, man. yeah, it's low I mean fi. it's lo-fi, totally, exactly, and and you can get some really cool things mm-hmm. from it. Lo-fi shooting, lo-fi cameras kind of takes the pressure off a little bit. It really does, if you're, especially if you're a newbie, because you know, yeah, you don't have to worry so much about focus or if it's framed correctly, because it all is a part of the aesthetic. Unless, yeah, you know. that's why I like the K one thousand so much. Yes, it's because it's great for learning mm. because you learn about the camera yes you, you can't uh i'm explaining this to you like you no, don't know please do. <laughs> no please do <laughs> but you Pe- please do because people listening you know you, yeah you get to know the camera and you get to know your film and you can't rely on tricks really what no i just think it's fine because it, it's, it's literally exactly the opposite the way i do it because every single time i shoot a camera i've never shot it before in some new film and some new stupid thing like it would be nice to just have... You, ne- you never romance any cameras. You I do. Just oh, put I, film in it and shoot it. I'll shoot some, some weird junky thing, and then I'll shoot my Rolly Flex a, few, you know, a couple of rolls. And then I'll go back to some junky thing, and then my Rolly Flex. Like, there are two or three cameras that I always go back to, but it's just I, I'm, I'm always shooting weird stuff. So, Sorry, once again, to, to the K1000, what's great about it? The, K- <laughs> the K1000 for learning. Especially, you really get to know the camera, how to work it, and then also you get to, it's an opportunity to learn how your film works yes and how you can manipulate things in camera right these days <laughs> the whole light <laughs> these days providing someone's actually listening to this in 2018 and not you know listening to it in 2025 uh-huh. what is the price currently of a lubatel 2 uh i got this i got this one for i think it was 40 or f- that's pretty good it's very yeah very 40 50 it came with the case but the case actually is a down point it's it's not it's not case. for me. It's yeah. It's like the brown. Yeah, you end up taking it off. Yeah, it's, it's bulky. It gets in the way. Yeah, this this is much better. It fits in my purse where my Bronic is gigantic because mm. I have the speed grip and oh all that. So it's really heavy. Well, I'd like to thank everyone for joining us. Uh, this big obscura darkroom Kickstarter show extravaganza. Yes, it's very exciting, Jen. It is very exciting, is and up. thank you again for having me on. I hope yeah. your switchboard is like lit up right now. We've been on <laughs> right now. now. We've been on the air for like an hour and a half. There's um, going to be there's already nine thousand dollars in the Kickstarter. Uh, join us next week for our big two uh, hundredth show. Uh, this gang is going to be in the opening portion. We're going to read some letters and you know we're going to break up the ceiling a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we're going to shoot some holes in the tin yeah. roof. Just so. Check out the Kickstarter, and we'll see you next week. Well, well you'll hear us next week. Oh. How's okay. that go, John? Two weeks or one week? One week's. Oh, one week, one week. Okay. I don't know what that sounds like. I'll see you.
Her condition is not sufficiently serious to be cause for alarm, but it is decidedly delicate. Rest is the important thing. What curious changes it made in her? You must have noticed it. It is perhaps the narcotic. Hyoscine affects certain people very oddly. One cannot be sure. Sometimes these cases take strange forms. The victim becomes, in a sense, mediumistic. A vehicle for all the intangible forces in operation around her. Sounds like a lot of supernatural baloney to me. Supernatural, perhaps. Baloney, perhaps not. There are many things, are many things under the sun, under the sun. Under the sun, under the sun, under the sun. <laughs>